Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Colleen. Hey, I haven't seen you forever. I know. Oh Just my took gosh. a whirlwind trip, but let's talk about you. Oh my Red gosh. Lodge. Yeah, we've had a ton of flooding. It looks so scary. Social media stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. How's your house? My house is fine. My okay. house is fine. We're high and dry. We are not on what we're, we're kind of, we've coined the Rock Creek River. So Rock Creek, which goes through Red Lodge, um, which is just a kind of a sleepy little creek that goes through town, turned into an absolute humongous river. And unfortunately, and we're not the only ones that were affected, but I'll tell you about Red Lodge, is that, you know, it started flowing through town. It knocked out the bridge. It knocked out the bridge. It knocked out another bridge um, going to Fishtail. Like we were kind of landlocked and all the bridges going out of Red Lodge were either washed out or closed. So we could not go anywhere. But I mean, it sounds very first world problems. I mean, we just were out of power. So we just ran on generators and it was just like camping with, you know, great beds. Uh, sleeping on the ground. Uh, We had candles and all that stuff, but town, oh, like the creek redirected its flow from being inside of its banks in essentially going right down um, Broadway, which is like the main street going through town. Just running through the street? Yeah. I mean, you should see Broadway right now. Like the the street looks like a creek bed, like a dry creek bed. It moves so much rock. And like even where our uh, irrigation ditch, they have, they're called Jersey barriers. And these are guy terms, Jersey barriers. And they're two tons a piece. And they were actually in the rip, in the creek, directing water to the ditches for all the ranchers around there. And the creek actually moved eight two-ton Jersey barriers out of just, just threw them. It took houses. And then let's talk about Gardner. I mean, oh, Gardner, Gardner is in so much trouble. I, I mean, can you imagine Yankee Jim, Yankee Jim Canyon that goes down to Gardner? Not to mention Paradise Valley. I mean, it's just surrounding so many little communities that have been affected. But going from Paradise Valley to Gardner, the Yellowstone River goes through Yankee Jim Canyon. And when you typically go through Yankee Jim Canyon in the, in the spring and summer, like that river's way down there. And I don't know if you saw the pictures, but the water was up over onto the highway yep. in Yankee Jim. And then it decimated the road it going from decimated it from it, the park entrance to Mammoth. I don't know how they'll open this year. They, I don't think they will. I think it's going to take them years because yeah. where those roads are is not exactly easy construction. And it, it sloughed away so much uh, road base and yes. substance. I mean, so many communities. Uh, it looked like Godzilla just like walked down yeah. and like stomped his feet going down and the And how river. about Paradise Valley? Like every, just water, water the everywhere. Shelter. Yeah, the animal shelter and the hospital. I mean, those are not floodplains. Those are not floodplains. In fact, you know, the house that you saw in Gardner that actually slipped into, into the, the river. river. 
I cannot remember if I've done a loan on that house or if I talked to a client about a loan on that house, but I remember that the flood insurance on that particular property was a specific hot topic because it was high enough from the river that we were like, oh, we can call it elevation cert, right? The river will never get that high. And so we shouldn't have to have flood insurance. Well, sure enough, Sister, it came, it just, the river just, just came right up and, and pulled that beautiful home into the river. It was a beautiful home it too. It was devastating. Can Ugh. you imagine just sitting there? No. Oh, I got goosebumps. I'm just, know. you know, so honestly, if, you know, if you're in Montana or you love Montana, you love the park, uh, Yellowstone Park, you know, they've limited access to the park right now through some of the Southern entrances. The Northern entrances are not open right now. But these little communities, these little tourist communities that really rely on your tourism dollars, the community of Red Lodge, the community of Gardner and Paradise Valley, we're counting on you folks to get out there and go spend some money in those communities because those little towns are, depend on your dollars. And the fact that they, you know, folks can't get access to the to Yellowstone Park through those areas right now, they're just going to see less traffic. And so that means that folks like us that are in Montana that wouldn't typically be tourist people, you need to just take pick your family up and go see Red Lodge, go to Gardner, go spend a little bit of money, you know, spend the evening there, whatever you need to do to support your local communities. I'm taking you up on it. I'm yeah. going to make Tyler and I's 14 year wedding anniversary. Oh, congrats. It's next weekend. Four, so I think 14. He'll, that's he would awesome. know. Um, but that's what I'm going to make him do. <laughs> I love I'm going to make him know. take me to Red Lodge and yeah. have a night away. We'll take the girls. But hun, the songwriters, uh, songwriters festivals this weekend. <gasps> so, oh, and we're kidless. So you should totally come. Get, let, let's go have cocktails and that go li listen to people. Wonderful. Yeah, whatever day you want. Because they're all the songwriters. So they're not canceling anything. The Songwriters Festival is going to be all weekend long. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And just songwriters from all over the world just sit in the bars and they just like pick and jam and like write music. And like these are songwriters that write for some of the biggest people. And you could just watch them create. So come hang oh, out with that's us. Inspiring. And then oh, the rodeo is coming and the, that's you know, the best Livingston the state. Too. Yeah. Livingston was affected by this. So make sure you get out to Livingston, go see those folks over there and uh, support your local tourist communities. Thanks, Colleen. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into what everyone's talking about right now. Oh, the dirty word. The dirty word. <laughs> it's scary right now. I feel yeah. like talking about recession right now, I felt like it hit overnight, probably about three weeks ago. I yeah. Could, you could feel it coming. Yeah. Uh, we all knew it was going to be coming, but then it really happened overnight. I got three listings in a row, all priced below market value. And we don't have the comps to show what it really, what the market really is yet. Cause it takes, you know, 30 days until things sell yeah. to, to show what they should yeah. be at. But it happens. Bam. I got three listings and no action on any really? of them. And it's just, it's scary a little bit right now. It is, you know, we have a new sense of reality. <laughs> It's not the way I want to say it. We have an entitled sense of reality. We have been spoiled rotten the last couple of years. Our version of what a normal sales cycle is not realistic. It's certainly not realistic in our current market. And it's going to burn. It's right. going to burn for a while. And we have to set new expectations because our sellers haven't caught up yet as to what the, what, like number one, what their house is going to sell for. Number two, what kind of concessions they're going to have to make. Number three, how quickly it's going to move off the market. And, and it's tough being the realtor who's coming to them with actual facts. And then you have somebody else who's still going to blow smoke up their ass and tell Completely. them that it, like, it, like everything's hunky-dory. Well, and the problem is, like I was saying, we don't have the comps to show what's really happening yet. Yeah. We're getting so many price reductions. I think last week we had, I guess, I think over 80 price reductions where we have double the amount of inventory we had this time last year, yeah. but things just aren't moving. Yeah. And 
until Thank I think goodness it's gonna, for inventory. I know. Finally, I'm grateful for that. Though. I was out showing homes all day today. Good for we, you. Well, no, that just hasn't happened. Usually, you have one home to show them. <laughs> it's been a long time since it's I've been an out. easy job. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd have one, no. You have to go and show one home. Wait a week for another home to come on. It's almost write not twelve even worth offers. Putting your pants on right. for one show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But now you can actually be out with the buyer all day again. That's it's been great. a long time. That's great. Yeah, it is great. But it's really hard for the sellers to truly understand what's happening with the market. Yeah. And we don't quite have the numbers to show them yet. No, we don't have the data to support it yet. And because the media is now talking about the dirty word recession, and you know, we have so many fear factors that are associated with the word recession that are not based in facts. So, well, and the problem is, is we grew up in, well, I became a, yeah, a professional too. age during the Great Recession. Right. And we think that's what a recession is. Right. Is the Great Recession. Where recession, we all lost our jobs. Right. Right. And it's just two quarters of GDP being down. Yep. Yep. And yep. we've had a couple of those in the last gross 12 domestic years. product. So we'll, we'll throw some, because we're yep. using fancy words. So <laughs> and, gross domestic I mean, product going in the negative for two consecutive quarters and July is just around the corner. Right. So June 30th, we will know whether we're technically in a recession or not, but a recession doesn't necessarily mean that anybody will actually feel mm -hmm. in their day-to-day -day lives that difference, but it just feels different. Right? Recession and inflation are not the same things. Thank you. So, so we are feeling inflation. Correct. So people associate the word recession with the part that in 2008, 2009 and 10, where it hurt so bad and we called it the great recession. And so they remember that feeling of being uncomfortable. And now we're back to feeling uncomfortable again, but we're uncomfortable for different reasons. And we're uncomfortable because of every, the price of everything being so high. But recession doesn't have to be a negative thing. Recession no. can mean opportunity. Exactly. And mm -hmm. it's a, the whole reason that interest rates have gone up by the yeah. feds is to try to help get rid slow. of this inflation, slow down inflation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problem is we haven't seen the price prices really drop yet on paper for homes. And then now they're paying a higher interest rate. I think in the next six months, we really truly will be, this is just the new normal, higher interest rates, homes will be down a little bit mm -hmm. and people will get over themselves. <laughs> but right now it's like, where'd all these buyers go that we had for the last two years? They're well, just disappeared. I think people forget that the Fed prime interest rate is not just attached it's not attached exactly. to real estate the exactly. way that people associate a prime interest rate hike as being attached to real estate. Prime is attached to is, is the rate at which banks loan money to each other and the way you can access consumer financing like credit cards and installment loans like your vehicle loans and HELOCs. HELOCs are a big one right now that I'm like, please don't do a HELOC right now. Those types of financing right now that are attached to prime, whereas mortgage financing is completely different. The markets are completely different. That's like comparing apples to oranges. They are not associated, but we commonly, like remember when the Fed rate went to zero? Right? I don't know how many phone calls I had from people. They're like, like oh, I'll get, take I'll... a mortgage today. Yeah, for 0%. Zero percent <laughs> interest rate. It's going to be great. I mean, people like hundreds of phone calls, people still don't understand. And so we are saying, we are seeing messages from people that are like, oh, rates just went up three quarters of a point because the Fed just increased rates by a quarter of a, three quarters of a point, which is the biggest increase in a very, very, since the 80s. I think it was, a, I heard 70s, but I'm not, okay, I don't, okay. don't. Okay, you might be right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a massive, massive increase. But the reason why the Fed is trying to do that, like what you said, was that they're trying to slow inflation. They're trying to slow down the market by saying it's so expensive. We're going to rock back on our heels and do a little bit less, which is healthy. It's healthy for our private, our private um, pocketbooks, our private, you know, little budgets in our household, our businesses. It's good for us to rock back a little bit and, and start counting or cutting expenses. 
And But what they're kind of doing in increasing prime and trying to counterbalance inflation is they're tipping us into the recession. On purpose. And On they've purpose. been very open about that. That's what mm-hmm. they're trying to do is put us in a recession. And again, a recession mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean we're going to, that everyone's going to lose their jobs again. No. Um, although the stocks are getting a beating as well. The stocks Don't are getting Don't look at your 401k. But I will tell you the great opportunities with recession. Recession has been good for mortgage rates 100% of the time in the last 40 years. <gasps> it has been phenomenal. So when we do start seeing recession, we do uh, expect that, you know, because the government has stopped buying mortgage-backed securities. So the the government's purchase of mortgage-backed securities, or MBS, was about 30% of our market for the last two and a half years. They were buying a massive chunk. 30%? 30% the government was buying MBS. So when the government started running off their balance sheet, it's called, and getting rid of their purchasing of of the MBS, then... It suddenly flooded the market with all this MBS to buy. And so now we have all this to buy. Well, suddenly people aren't paying so much money. They're not buying so much. There's so much out there that there's people just aren't going to pay so much. So they're buying at 85 cents on the dollar instead of, you know, paying, you know, dollar 25 on the dollar. So the market got flooded and that's what caused interest rates to go up. So when we go into recession and people go, oh my God, you know, and the consumer confidence goes in the toilet, people slow down, then they will be forced to start buying MBS again, which will force interest rates down. It's very good for the bond market and interest rates on mortgages will come down. So the other point is that the Chinese economic market has gone very, very negative and people are looking, or Chinese are looking for places to put their money and the United States bond market is a very healthy place to invest right now. There's really good, it's safe return on investment. It's good money. It doesn't have the volatility like our stock market does, certainly not what China has to offer. So that's really helping our bond market and the bond market is what our interest rates are attached to. That was beautifully said. Well done. I would say like the <laughs> clapping thing, that like you could hit the button, like a little applause Cheer! would happen. That was, that was perfectly worded. Okay, so how are you feeling at day to day? Because we felt a huge just slow down uh, yeah. all my big, big, big buyers, you know, anything over like 5 million. They're super just holding out for a minute. We're going to wait. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, the mid-range homes. I think it's a bad idea. I think so Don't too. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because we're still expected to see appreciating prices. Even through recession, even the economists are still saying that even through recession, we are expecting the prices of homes to continue to climb on an average. So yes, we are seeing some price reductions, which is super healthy. But we also started, some of these people were just shooting for the moon yeah, on the prices. Like, oh, so let's see high. if we can get this. Yeah, well, let's see if somebody's stupid enough to buy this. Right. You know, and so, and some of them are, you know, they've been priced super high, but the appreciation on, on real estate is still expected to go up. So if you buy today at 500, by the end of the year, it could be 600 or even 550. And you can always refinance. And God, it, it, we use the term and I started posting it is marry the property, marry the house, date the rate. And, you know, the rate is just the tool that that. you're getting, you're using to get in the door. It is not, you are not stuck with it. And honey, we're going to be calling you for an opportunity to refinance because what we're looking at, and if your lender's out there and you're scared about rates, what you're doing every single time you close a file, you're filling your pipeline for your refinance opportunity when that shows up. So it's actually two loans in one at least. That's such good advice. So like get positive about it. I, I I'm love tired the post. of the negative. I love the post you had today. It's like, oh, you're willing to pay 17% for a credit card or yeah. just 12% for a credit card, 7% for a car loan and on and on. Right. But you're not going to pay 6% for a house where there's so much more risk for the lender taking on mm-hmm. the house. Yeah, and it's a lot longer. Exactly. Like just... Put some reality to it. You know, if you were to loan somebody $500,000 personally out of your pocket right. you know from you, 
I'm making for 30 years. I'm not making that much money. It takes a long time for me to actually recoup that money back. But uh, yeah, you would never loan no. it to somebody at 3%. Are you kidding never. me? I'd be like, honey, if you're going to, if you want my 500,000, you're going to have to, you have 10%. to make it worth my while. <laughs> exactly. You know? And so we just have gotten to a stage of just incorrect state uh, sense of reality. And the government was in, was trying to encourage the consumer to continue on with the real estate market, even through COVID and all of that. And so they did. They were really excellent at that, but they was never intended to last that long. Right. And then it just kept going and going and going. Right. And then right when they should have increased or when it should have started increasing the pandemic hit and then it couldn't happen then. And now we're paying for it and it's going up quickly. Yeah. They, I mean, they have to counterbalance it at some yeah. time. So how is, how are you feeling it? Are you, are you, have you guys slowed down? You know, it's kind of a funny thing because it feels slower, but I have less shoppers. I have less people shopping. Um, We're just, we literally start out the rate conversation to say, this is going to be uncomfortable. This is, rates are high right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, this is what I say. Do not spend money right now on trying to buy down your interest rate. They all suck right now. The lowest rate on the sheet right now is going to cost you 4% of the loan amount. I can't even write you, not even the lowest rate, the middle of the, the middle of the road. The highest rate on the sheet is still costing two points, you know, in some people's situation. And we've talked about non-QM, non, you know, qualified mortgages. We can only charge you 3% in fees, including the discount points on for a qualified mortgage in order to sell it on a secondary market. So if the highest rate on the sheet is still costing two and a half percent, like there's, there's That's, like nothing to work with. Right. So there's, I think what you're saying is, cause this is actually what I'm feeling too, is I'm actually getting deals done for buyers yeah. or my, my buyer's agents are where we're not competing with 12 other offers. Yeah. We can get an inspections again. I think How it's cool healthy. is that? A proper appraisal. <laughs> we can get an actual appraisal. We don't yeah. have to use cash. Yeah. Um, so we're, that's actually been really, really it's healthy, healthy for our buyers. Yes, you should be able to get an inspection on a home. You should you be able it. to. You and should we be able doing, to make sure it's a good investment we for were you. We doing everything we could to just get people into homes. Right. And I've talked about before, we would obviously always do an inspection, but make it for informational purposes only. Right. And that's hard to go into a house hard. knowing the stuff you already have to fix before you even get in it. One of the gals that I coach, um, she's in New Mexico and she and her husband are, or she's a lender, he's a realtor. Convenient, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she is, was looking at purchasing an investment property and they went under contract on it and they did an inspection on it. Well, there was massive, massive problems, structural, like major problems with the property, structural problems, major water problems, things like that. And they're like, this has to be fixed before we can move forward. And the, and the buyers are like, we bought it without fix, without even getting an inspection. We didn't even know about these things. Why, you know, essentially like, why wouldn't you buy it that way? And they're like, you're an idiot. But I mean, but that just tells you those sellers are holding a property that now is not structurally sound because they weren't able to get a proper inspection and proper remedy. And so this lemon just got handed down and unless they can find somebody else that's dumb enough to buy something without an inspection, then they're going to have to do a major, just, major pipe price cut yeah. on it or fix it because they're going to have or to fix, fix it, it for the next buyer anyway. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to end up with that. So let's talk inflation. Yes. $10 for a gallon of, uh, well, organic milk. it was $10 and 80 cents for a gallon of milk. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Where? The other day. It was at Town and Country. Nuh-uh. Yeah. My kid just asked me the other day how much milk is. I'm like, I don't know, six bucks. And he was like, I, I, I don't know the answer. $10? $10. I'm getting a cow. I know. Uh, with your big, beautiful Girl, land, I can milk should. a cow. Girl, I can, I can, I I can milk too. a cow. My dad I... had a dairy farm growing up. What was it? Like fresh squeezed from I mean, a we virgin? Do buy nice. is, we do uh, buy nice. Like it's yeah. from Kalispell. The Kalispell Creamery. Yeah. That's what Good we stuff. buy. Yeah. It's my favorite stuff. That's insane. I know. 
the, you know, I heard somebody that say that the, um, because the grain prices, you know, India has shut down all grain exports, which some of those, we don't necessarily get our grain from India, but other parts of the world get their grain at, from India and right. Ukraine and those areas that are, that are part of like the bread bowl of those areas. And so if they can't get grain for those, from those areas, you know, they're going to try to get it from us. And so of course we'll be exporting it because we yeah. give away everything right. of ours. And letting our people have it. But, you know, so the price of a loaf of bread is expected to go to $10. So you better start making some bread. I have a sourdough starter. I'm going to have to keep that thing fed. We, you know, honestly, it's time to like restructure what your priorities are and start figuring out how to do things at home and stuff. There's a really good calculator online that I was playing with and how much um, inflation has infected you personally. Oh, um, I don't want to know. I know. Especially with how much you travel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to Like It's like if you bought a new car um, in the last year, if you bought a new house in the last year, um, how much you travel, how much you go out and on and on. And mine was very scary. I can't remember yeah. what exactly what my percent was, but it was something like 14%. Yeah. Yeah. What's the average? What's it gone up? Eight? It's so inflation has increased 8.6% from a year ago, um, which is the highest increase since 1981. It's frightening. Frightening. I'm, you know, the thing about it is, and I don't mean to be a doomsday, but it's like we have so many things going on all at one time. We have horrible inflation. We have flooding. We have a food shortage. We have an absolute chaos going on in our country right now. Food shortage of every different kind and all these different factories. And now we have 10,000 cows that all tip over at the same time for no reason. Yeah, What was that? I I saw the quick blurb on it and then didn't because it was too much for me to read. What happened there? 10,000 cows tipped over dead in one day. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Because I just saw that. I'll just I'll just say it. I'll just say it because I do here. That doesn't happen. No. That doesn't happen. Cows, not entire herds of cows don't tip over on their own all I, at the same time from heat. You don't oh. think they have heat in Kansas? They have heat in Kansas every single yeah. year, every year. And those cows are slicked off. It's not like it came in February and they're all hairy. Right. Those cows are slicked off. They've, but I mean, intense heat, sure. It can affect some cows. It absolutely can. But I thought, well, maybe it's just the feedlot cows. But it wasn't just the feedlot cows because I thought if they're all feedlot, they're all together, right? Right, they're big, right. huge bodies. And their heat. And their heat. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was cows out on pasture. It was cows like, I don't know. I don't know. I just... Oh. There's a whole lot of stuff going on and just think it's a really scary time in our country right now. And I think the most important thing is personal excellence, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your family, making sure that you're making good decisions at your house and accountability on your own is massively important. Taking care of your health. Speaking is, of which, you're looking hot. Oh, thank you. I'm back <laughs> to drinking beer. I need to slow down. So it's time to it's time to circle back. I don't know that I won the 50 grand. They oh. haven't called me yet. Any day I'm, now. I'm, Any I'm day sure now, they're going to call. It's going to come I'm for you. I'm sure they're going to call. Um, but I do feel a lot better. But because we're navigating all of these things right now, because we're staying home a lot more, we're not traveling, we're not eating out as much. We're, I mean, the, the traveling situation with planes right now, what is happening so with expensive. planes? Well, it's so expensive and, and like so many, so many delays. delays and cancellations yep. and like you can't fly comfortably the way that we're used to flying. So you might as well just stay home and you can't drive around. So you're staying so home. Just take a trip up to Red Lodge. Take a trip to Red Lodge. Come, yeah. come hang out with us. But, you know, take care of yourself and make sure that you're doing so housing in the next little bit. I mean, now's a great time to buy. 
it's a great time to buy. We're encouraging people to buy and we're encouraging people to not get HELOCs. I completely agree. You said that probably three months ago. Yeah. And Please don't get HELOCs. Yeah. It's not the time. Unless it's a very short term money that you're just going to turn over real quick. Like you got a house to sell next Right. Like month. I did yeah. with one of our flips. Yeah. Right. Right. You yeah. said that. And it's just such a good, a, a bad idea right now. It's just, we don't know where this can go. And remembering that HELOCs, HELOCs can get clawed back. So do things look, I mean, do you think that things look different now than they did in 2008? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of similarities with prices going up as quickly as it did, yeah. sudden like increase of inventory. Um, and it started with a lack of inventory. And then suddenly a lot of people are trying to get on. The, and it also felt like in 2008, I heard story after story of things changed in a week. I felt really similar about three weeks ago where it just suddenly changed. But I do think if there's a lot of things that are keeping us protected. What, what do you think? Well, I think the most important part is that people don't panic. That's exactly what I've been telling everyone I talk don't to. Don't panic. But just because we had the Great Recession and we all lost our jobs doesn't necessarily mean that these things are tied. And when everyone sells their stocks and then suddenly you see just the stock market crash and on and on and on, it does become a self-fulfilling prophecy right. with that which is going to create the Great Recession if right. we act like we're in it. If you act like you're in it and you go running around like selling everything and freaking out, it is it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, the thing about our market and the thing that's partly why we're still seeing appreciating prices is that all these folks that had big money in the stock market that have pulled money out of the stock market are now trying to put that money into a secure asset. And that's why they're putting it in real estate. Real estate has always been a solid, secure asset that over the long term will always appreciate. And so... I I mean, are there folks after buying in the last two years that could end up a little bit upside down on their mortgage right now? Possibly. It's possible. But remember, you bought that house to put a roof over your head. Right. And you don't have to sell when it's low. Don't. Just because if we do get a little bit of a dip, just figure it out. Like we talked about maybe renting it out. Yeah. And then you find another place to rent. Like figure it out. Don't figure sell out. because don't you sell. have to. Yeah. Don't and take sell. A, take a cut. Yeah. You just got to hold out. Like all these people that are freaking out about their stock, you know, their money in the stock market. Now's a great time to buy into the stock exactly. market. You think that's, like, that, you think that's going to stay showing down forever? Us, Tyler was showing us our kids' college funds and our 401k. I'm like, don't show me that for another 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't need to see that right now. I don't want to know. Yeah. Unless you have extra money that you want to drop into it, which it, I think right. that's a great time to be buying into solid assets. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Even if you're kind of kicking it around, real estate is still a solid investment. Do not let the R word scare you. Use it to your favor. Use it as an opportunity. And I promise you, I promise you, interest rates will come down. Do not care about the interest rate on your mortgage right now. Just get a mortgage. Don't spend a lot of money to get that rate because if you refinance in six to 12 months, you will never get that money back again. So just get it as cheap as you can as out of pocket ways wise. And you're going to go with a higher rate. I just locked somebody today at 7% costing two and a quarter, two and a half, two yep. and a half. Who's right. <laughs> you know, like right. I just sold it, but loan officers out there, stop selling rate as if you have the, like you're handing somebody a pile of dog shit, like sell it with confidence sell it. You have to, you have to present with confidence. You cannot just be like, Oh, here's my really crappy rate. I hope you don't like, I hope you're okay with it. And don't shop me. Like if you say that they're literally going to shop you. Stop saying that. Sell it with confidence. Say, this is a great position for you to be in right now. I highly suggest that you lock at the lowest price possible and it's going to be a higher rate. And I promise you when the opportunity comes to refinance you, I'm going to be calling you. And it's all tax deductible. Those, uh, those points that you pay is, is still tax deductible. 
And mortgage interest on primary residences are still tax deductible. So well said, Colleen. Come on. Yeah, we got this. We got this. Stop. stop you're not like you're selling ice to Eskimos. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Thanks, Colleen. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. Thank you.